Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What the heck is Zero Doinks? Coming up on Episode 9 of Zero Doinks, the Bears! 2-1, and one, baby! They are red hot, keeping pace in the NFC North after smoking the Washington Redskins in our nation's capital. Mitch was amazing. The defense was astounding. Nagy's got some momentum headed into week four against division rival Vikings. We will preview the Vikings game. We'll take a look back at Monday night's massacre in Washington. We'll also visit the Big Ten Minute and the return of Hams and Eggs with a very special guest that you are going to love. Episode 9, Zero Doinks. Buckle up. The ride of your life is about to happen. Get a seat before they're all gone. Zero Doinks! Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks! Oh my god, Bears! Episode 9. Zero doinks. We are so excited that the Bears are above 500 right now. Aren't we, Dan? Oh, so pumped. It's what we're just taking care of business. We just took care of goddamn business last night. Yes. We go on the road. We win two in a row. We say, fuck the haters. We are just, we're here. We are not falling behind in the NFC North. We're the Bears. Bears. Tough division. We're right there. We're we're still on our way to fifteen and one, like the Super Bears Super Bowl. We're we're well, right there, Bill. We're right, goddamn there. We are right there. We want to let you, the listeners, know that there's a couple segments tonight, including the next one that Dan and I recorded last night. Today is Tuesday. Last night was Monday night after the game. We had a lot of hams. Dan and I were watching yes. the game together, so you're gonna notice. Um, a few great mistakes that hopefully you appreciate, but we just wanted to give you a heads up. We wanted to lead you into segment number one, reviewing the Redskins game. We're going to have, uh, you know, a few things tonight, a few things from last night. It's going to be an amazing episode, right, Dan? Yeah, we got to kind of tie it together because it's a little hazy for me last night, especially near the end. It tailed off a wee bit, but uh, we're locked in tonight. We're going to tie it up. We're going to it's going to seem a little more normal going into Vikings week, but I hope everyone enjoys the uh, the Hamzard recap from last night. That's right. Enjoy Hamzard Monday night, quote unquote, emergency recap, but it was not an emergency because the Bears won. Enjoy. Bears. We love you. Zero doinks. Boom. Boom. Zero doinks. Episode nine. Bears are two and one. One step closer to Super Bowl, whatever the number is, in Miami. We're all going to be there pouring champagne on our faces after the Bears win for the first time since 1985-6. Dan, you and I watched this game in a hotel lobby. We did. Uh, What were your general thoughts about Bears skins Monday Night Football Week 3? 
Uh, it was a weird viewing experience. We had a random straggler show up, and she felt like she needed to watch the entire game with us. She was fine. She was fun. But I needed to talk about the nitty-gritty about the Bears, and she's just firing questions at us about our kids. But And here we are. We're sitting outside of said hotel on, as you put it, hardscape? Uh, <laughs> uh, but in general, the game was awesome. I mean, Mitch... He held it together. He did what he had to do. He had a few rough moments, but three touchdowns, all to Gabriel. Uh, it was a big night. It was like basically what everyone said he had to do. He he made it happen, and I, I'm not upset with any of it. I agree. We were kind of anticipating what the pros and cons of Mitch's game are going to be based on tomorrow's media reaction. I got a text from our buddy Ben. Uh, who already said that he was listening to some post game and there was some criticism about Mitch's second half. Totally predictable. We called it. I mean, they were what, they were up what at halftime? Twenty eight to three, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was twenty eight three. I mean, so we we were saying it we're like they need at least seven more in the second half, and they. I mean, Mitch had that shitty throw, but they were right there. So I mean, they got into they were in a good spot. The defense looked awesome again. Uh, and we finally got a pick six that we needed, had a few turnovers. I mean, we were clicking. We put a shitty team away. It didn't feel that stressful. I mean, I guess it got a little sketchy, but Case Keenum doesn't. Case Keenum, Case Keenum uh, we've, we should lead off. We've also had a million hams as well. But we, uh, you know, the Bears, they handled their business on the road once again. They did, and let's not take that for granted, too. I know the Redskins suck, but it's not that easy to win on the road in the NFL. The Bears are now 2-1, and 2-0 and on the road in general. Um, Mitch, we were laughing about that, too. It's like, oh, Mitch wasn't 200 yards in the first half, even though he has three touchdowns, so probably Stephen A. Smith is going to get on his ass in the morning. It really doesn't matter. Uh, I need to get over that, as I know, Dan, you and I were both talking about that. It's like, you know. The media is going to have their narratives. Who gives a fuck? The Bears' defense is amazing. The Bears are 2-1 and one after a real rough week one. 13 games to go. Uh, NFC North is, everybody's record is awesome right now. Huge game, week four, hosting the Vikings. The Bears can easily be 3-1 and one after that, playing in England against the Raiders in week five and going into a bye and then playing Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints. I never thought I'd be saying that. So anyway, everything is shaping up kind of the way we predicted in a weird way um, in the preseason. If you listen to Zero Doinks episode 2 slash 3 slash 4, I don't know when it came, but the Bears are on track to do what we wanted them to do. Not exactly at everybody's tempo, but you know what? David Haw can go fuck himself. Why are we on David Haw's schedule for the development of the Bears offense? Bears are 2-1. and one generally like would you say like one to ten how do you feel about the bears right now in totality uh, i feel like we're at about a seven and a half does that feel right i mean you'd like mitch to be better the defense is great there was no i feel like there's no drop off from fangio and he looks terrible as a head coach so everyone out there who said oh there's gonna be a huge drop off because fangio's gone you're you're a fucking loser I mean, you're, you were wrong. Just admit you are wrong. And we have the talent. The talent stays out more than stands out more, stays out, also stays out, stands out more than the, <laughs> than the coaching in this instance. But, um, 
you know, I, the offense still makes you a little uneasy, I guess. I mean, we're playing against a bad, t- I mean, I guess I'm just feeding into the, the national narrative, I guess, but we did exactly what we needed to do. I didn't think it was shaky. Mitch had three touchdowns. He had six, six incompletions, I think total. One of them had to be, happened to be a bad interception, but everything else was pretty clean. So it's hard to be upset with him. He did, he did what he had to. What I'm curious, what do you think did like about the run game? We touched on a little bit. It felt like we neglected it a little bit. Did you, but it didn't feel that way in game to me, but what do you think? Did you think we should have run the ball more? Yeah, it was surprising when I saw the ratio that it was severely in the favor of the passing game. Uh, it didn't hurt us. That's the good news. But when I looked at it, I thought, I mean, it was three to one, maybe four to one pass versus run. And not just that, but it was it was obvious that Nagy was trying to involve Cohen in the in the run game, like exclusive, like, you know, Mitch turns around, and he hands the ball off to Cohen, which is fine, generally speaking. But at the same time, Montgomery is clearly going to be our our bell cow. Is that the phrase? Right. So um, a little too cute. I actually don't mind the usage of Patterson. Like every time he seems to run the ball with the exception of that, that uh, third and short against green Bay, he has gotten like at least five to seven yards. So that's fine. Um, uh, Montgomery's awesome. You got to use him more. I would say take some pressure off Mitch, but generally speaking, considering the ratio was way off, the running game was still okay. I need to see more Montgomery. I, my biggest issue probably tonight overall with the offense was the offensive line play. Yeah. James Daniels, he's scary right now. I mean, if we, we kind of stood by the changes they made with swapping out he and Cody Whitehair, but they, uh, James Daniels needs to get it together a little bit. He's scary right now. I don't know. That's that's our biggest problem. That's I think an, an issue with the run game in general. I just I just looked it up and Cohen specifically had four rushes for negative two yards total. I mean, you're not expecting him to like snap off big big rushes up the middle, but every once in a while, he just still doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like we can squeeze him in enough. And I think that'll change eventually. But when <laughs> but when that'll happen, I I don't know. But Patterson, four carries, 14 yards, and Montgomery had 13 carries for 67 yards. That's five, 5.2 yards per carry. That's a pretty good clip. But like I said, it was important to get Mitch going. He threw a lot of good passes between sort of like that 5 and 10 range when we needed him. I thought he, I thought he looked pretty good. But I know there's – and I was reading it middle of the game on Twitter, like, oh, he's got a – he may – looks like he's got a hitch in his – in his motion it's like come on like he's just got to make plays the gabriel pass the one with the the double tap uh pylon was beautiful that was a great pass he'll get no credit for it it was an awesome catch i still think he was out of bounds but i'll take it but i don't know the running game i will have to show up for minnesota for sure i mean that's a whole nother defense but you know if if montgomery continues on this clip i mean they're they're gonna be fine they get a good balance there what say you, Bill? No, I'm with you. I assume that Nagy 
sees the same thing we do when it comes to Montgomery versus every other running back. I think it's safe to feel good about that being that Mike Davis didn't even get an attempt until maybe the last offensive drive, right? And and I get it. I get trying to get Cohen going as a traditional running back, but he is not a traditional running back. So you got uh, for the record <laughs> We're, as Dan mentioned, on the hardscape outside of Naperville's Marriott and a giant, giant tub of garbage just rolled by, um, which is fine. There may be towels in there. It's no big deal. Anyway, um, yes, David Montgomery is the answer to the running woes. We can all agree. Anybody that watched it saw that his patience, he turned uh, a negative gain, so to speak, into at least a three-yard gain tonight. He turned a four-yard gain into an eight-yard gain multiple times. So David Montgomery is the guy, even though, you know, he's from Ames, Iowa. And as we'll see later in this episode, uh, in Hams and Eggs, Iowa is not what everybody cracks it up to be, question mark. <laughs> um, but anyway, we feel good. Bears won by double digits on the road tonight. Regardless of the competition, that is not a guarantee in the NFL any night of the week. Uh, how do you feel about being two and one going into week four? Uh, I feel great about it. I, I just uh, I peaked at the line for this week. It looks like we opened minus three, and it's already trickled down to minus. I actually saw that before the game kicked off tonight. We were minus three, minus two and a half around there. Um. I mean, Minnesota is good. They're a good team. Everyone in the North is pretty solid. So, I mean, Detroit, two good wins back to back. I'm, I don't know. I feel good, but it's going to be a dogfight all fucking year. And we still have that rough, rough schedule. I mean, the Saints looked good with, with Bridgewater. Um, I don't know. I, I feel great about the win tonight, but it's going to be every week's going to be a battle. I'm a little worried about Hicks. What's wrong with him with his weird, stupid calf cast? I don't know what the fuck that was. We The audio is not great in the Marriott in Naperville. So we, we couldn't get a good feel for what was happening there, but that's a, that's a problem if he's actually hurt. Um, and then Bobby Massey, he has mono diarrhea i don't know just has the shits i think that was that came out of nowhere but that that didn't seem to be as big of an issue as i would have guessed tonight james daniels was a bigger issue for for most of the night yeah i thanks a lot tim fucking iowa you'll hear about that later you will hams and eggs starring tim spoiler alert from iowa um yeah, Bobby Massey apparently was tongue-kissing Sam Darnold so hard this week and got a hot, a hot, uh, I don't know, a, a germ uh, exchange with Mono. Yes. Um, it was definitely viral. It was definitely viral. Uh, maybe even spinal. We'll see. Meningitis? It's hard to say. I'm not a doctor, not a big not a big germ guy. Um, anyway, <laughs> I feel surprisingly good about the Vikings because you wonder why Kirk fucking cousins. We oh, owned his ass so, so hard. hard last year. We were two and zero with a bullet. Um, he, you know, he's a he's a stat sheet filler. What he needs to be. The Vikings are 
very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to diminish the Vikings. I know you lived in Minneapolis for many years in college, but um, two and one Bears going hosting the two and one Vikings. We'll talk about it later in the show. We'll have a full blown preview about the history, and I'm sure. But off the top of my head, on Monday night around midnight, I feel I I feel really good. I, you said minus two and a half, minus three. I would off the top of my head bang the fuck out of the Bears again. What say you if you had to if you had to throw down a Hondo? I mean the Bears too, but I'm a little reluctant to do that because I still have yet to guess an NFL game. Right, three weeks in, so um, maybe I I'm, let's not make that official yet. How about that? I'll wait till see see how things shake out. I guess, but um, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. You know, a lot of eyeballs right now, so yeah, that's we're on some hardscape. We have a lot of hot opinions. We love you. It's Zero Dunks. Follow us at Zero Dunks. That was an immediate review of Bears Redskins Monday Night Football. We love you. See you next segment. I'm drunk. Welcome back, Zero Doinks, Episode 8, leading into a huge divisional game this Sunday, 325, Bears-Vikings. Per usual, Dan Doink has done an incredible job researching, setting us up, all of us fans, to know what to expect going into a big game. Dan, take it away, buddy. Yeah, I'm glad we're a little bit more with it than we were last night to run through some of this shit um because i enjoy doing it i don't know if anyone enjoys listening and if you don't don't skip ahead uh bears all time are uh losing they have a losing record against the vikings that kind of surprised me i thought we owned them back in the day we're bullshit vikings are 60 53 and 2 but as we know we won both games last year the first one was 25-20. Like, I didn't recall it being that close even, but neither one felt close. And obviously the last one was Chase Daniel just ruining their season officially at the end there. Uh, so update, no Illini players. I'm starting to wonder, are there any Illini players in the league? I didn't want to look it up because I want, <laughs> I want to be surprised when I actually do run into one. Uh, there is a gopher on the team, though. Marcus Sherrill's. Cheryl's I can never say his name he's a cornerback he's a nine-year vet I think he was with he's been with the Vikings the majority of the time but he was originally a gopher walk-on but now he's nine years in the NFL so um good for him good for him so we finally got a gopher uh at some point okay so I did a spin through the coaching staff for the Vikings uh first thing there are two sons of coaches also on the team which we could well, let's get to, we'll get we'll get down on that in a minute. Mike okay. Zimmer, head coach, grew up in Lockport. Yep. I think you knew that. Played linebacker and quarterback at Illinois State. Don't know why he did both of those. Those are two weird positions to pair up with. Uh, but good for you, Mike. Also has bad eyes, right? Really bad eyes. They seem improved. Eye I haven't patch? seen a patch. Yeah, right. Yeah, patch out I would just go eye patch all the patch. <laughs> Great movie. Never saw it. it uh, Rest in peace. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, the offensive coordinator is Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski? Stefanski? He's 
he's a first year offensive coordinator, but he's been the longest coach on staff. He's been there 14 years in Minnesota. Weird. Incredibly a, weird. I didn't know any he, of this. He's got nudes on somebody there, right? Who's the, uh, the owner, bud, bud, Ziggy Wolf or something, right? No, I don't think is that, that old anymore. Well, no, you're so. right. You're right. Somebody else took it over. I feel like I someone know. named Bud or Buzz or something. I don't know. What? Sounds like a real, a real oil man. Uh, Gary Kubiak fills in as the Bill Callahan. I just have a position and I'm just going to look over your shoulder type of role. He's the assistant head coach and offensive advisor. I weird. It's annoying. Like these guys, yeah. they just they're just falling into this shit. I know Kubiak had a decent run there, but. Shut up, Gary. Get out of there. Shut up. So, which leads me to the quarterback coach, who is Clint Kubiak. What? Uh, I just like to say now. That's made up. I'm not a huge fan of the name Clint, just in general. And he spells it with a K. Oh, Oh my God. Don't do that. Oh, gross. And you can't double up on K's like that. Like, you could accidentally go middle name K and then racist. Whoa. Hide your robe. Uh, (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's get to son number two, Adam Zimmer. He's the linebackers coach. Obviously, Mike's kid. He was a safety at Trinity University in San Antonio. You ever heard of that? No, totally you, made up. I look. I stared at his picture for a while, which is a creepy <laughs> statement. But he looks real soft. I, I mean, I guess it makes like, sense. You went to like someone who went to Trinity like, University. Like now that pudgy up, or something. What do you mean? It just looks soft. He looks like a gamer. But uh, I, well, I, this esports. But, but I mean, there's got to be <laughs> there's got to be so many good coaches out there that they're just dishing out these jobs to just kids, just like. Oh, my son, my son, just he's been around me. He's been in locker rooms. Oh, he can coach the linebackers. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's doing an awful job because they actually have a good defense, but it's nothing to do with, I I don't know, Ron Zimmer, though. I mean, come on. How much does that have to suck, though, is if if you're a coach on the team and you're just like, oh, I can't tell Adam Zimmer to stop fucking up the play calls and all that, you know, it. I don't know. That drives me crazy. Yeah. And maybe they and are they, actually yeah. good coaches, but I doubt it. Up. And I feel like what are the chances that Clint Kubiak is just absolutely sexually harassing all the cheerleaders? There's it's gotta no be pretty high odds, right? And the Viking guy, the mascot. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. real confused, thinks he's actually a woman with the braids. Wow. Um, he probably touched his blowhorn a couple no times. No doubt. That, oh, what's that <laughs> horn? Oh, uh, the uh so george yeah. Edward, so george i'm just moving along i don't know where to i don't know how to transition out of that uh george edwards is a defensive coordinator do you know him made up completely yep. made actually made no up. that's not true he was he had a few interviews when the Vikings defense was a little bit better. I think, I think the bears may have interviewed him actually when they picked Nagy. Hmm. Don't know. him. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's his sixth season as the defensive coordinator. He's, he's doing a, he's doing a good job there. Uh, And then one more coach, just a random one. Uh, The running back coach is Kennedy Palomalu. Weird. It's, It's Troy's uncle. 
Isn't that weird? I, are you are you making all this? This sounds nope. totally made up. No, nope. it's ridiculous. Kennedy, Kennedy Palomalu, running back coach for the Vikings. Did I, you I lock know. eyes on his profile shot? I did. I did. A lot of hair. Look, no, no, he looks real buttoned up. But he, I, I briefly skimmed through his bio, and it looks like he was at USC. Uh, maybe when Troy was there, it was just like, a, ooh, let's recruit this kid. Just bring exactly. your uncle along. Yep. And uh, it seems it worked out great for him. He's coaching in the NFL a billion years later. So This coaching staff sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah. If you it just had random family members just filling in, I, I'd have, I've lost respect for you. Yes. Gary Kubiak is going to come in and save the offense, but he's not actually calling plays. Right. right. Weird. <sighs> And the, and the one guy, the offensive coordinator has been on the staff 14 years, and this is his first chance to actually call plays. It's like not good. No, no. And I, I think it's pretty evident in their actual offense. They just run the shit out of the ball. Exactly. Which, which plays, you know, plays well into how we play defense. I mean, Dalvin Our, cook, he, he leads the league in rushing right now, 375 yards, but you know, if we, as long as Hicks isn't too banged up, is Nichols coming back? Do you know anything on that? Don't know on that yet. And I did listen to Nagy's press conference today. He seemed very unconcerned about Hicks's injury. I don't know if you caught any of that. He thought it's, it's oh, wear and really. tear. I think he yeah. said, right. It's yeah. wear and tear. Yeah. It was encouraging, but yeah. you know, I think just in general watching, especially last week against the Raiders, they just run the shit out of the ball. You stop the run, you get make Kirk Cousins beat you. That's all, yeah. and that's not happening. That guy sucks. He does suck. And the Bears defense took uh, Delvin out of both games last year. It, it, he looks yeah. so frustrated too. It was awesome. Hopefully, they can do that again on Sunday. Yeah. So I, we were kind of talking during the game last night that about you know how soft we think the offensive line looks so far. Yeah. So I. And maybe we mentioned this last night in our drunken <laughs> ham state, but I, so today I wanted to back it up and look at uh, pro football focus rankings through okay. three weeks. Sure. The, I, I, I thought the bear, where do you think the bears are ranked in the league? Just based I off their grading. I don't know how any, I'll just a disclaimer. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how their grading work, Yeah, but yeah. where do you think they, they landed after three weeks? I'd say at the very least bottom half. And I would even venture to guess bottom quarter. Is that accurate? Not at all. They're ranked Uh-oh. eighth. Eighth. What? No, I was shocked. That's, so I, that's then further I, proof that is, pro football focus kind of sucks. Doesn't it? I, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm just confused because. Because we were looking at, and then I was looking at individual grades for the, all the linemen. Uh, Cody Whitehair and Bobby Massey were rated pretty high. Um, James Daniels, he was like right in the middle of the pack. He wasn't as bad as kind of we thought he looked last night. And okay. just kind of how, but, but Kyle Long, he was graded really low. They were huh. shitting all over him. He was ranked like the 75th best like guard wow. in the league. And he is by far was like a huge drop off from from years past, and I think that's evident. He's been pretty bad. He's had a lot of penalties, and yeah. but um, so the Vikings were ranked twenty fourth. I mean, with a good running team, I was surprised by that as well. So yeah, yeah, maybe the rankings are 
bullshit or the ratings, Maybe. however they're grading uh, it. I don't know, yeah. but the uh, so I, I took a look at the quarterback uh, rankings as well based off their grading. Where do, where do you think Mitch fell? Oh well, I can't imagine high. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, not high at all. Bottom he quarter. was he was uh, 24th, which was I kind of expected worse yeah, to be honest. Yeah. But isn't that like not, right? Isn't that actually like right around where he landed for all those like preseason tier was, rankings and was, all that? I'm like, God was. damn it, God He's, damn it! He can only go up from here. Yeah. Uh, where and did cousins cousins hit? Twenty fifth. We're up yes! one yes! behind. <laughs> one behind. I loved it. Amazing. That's the only thing that made me feel better. But that's pretty great. You know. I, Kind of going back to this win in Washington, you and I talked about it. I'm so fucking sick of Bears fans just bitching about absolutely everything. Like, what do you want? Thank you. What do you want from the Bears? I saw there was a comment on the one of the athletic articles today, and it's like, you know, everyone is bitching about running the ball, not running the ball. We need to get Mitch going this game. Uh, I... Here was a here's a comment, one of the top comments on Adam John's article today. This is okay. from Mark Mark E at eight twenty five in the morning. Get to work, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what Maybe is Fishbane's article? I know this is an article about the defense, but don't want to miss the opportunity to express for the one thousandth time how baffled I am about Montgomery's usage. Uh-huh. What what do you want? Like seriously, like just shut Mitch, up, shut up, Mark E, Mark Ingram. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yes, Bobby's just, brother, actually. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay. are you you're sick of it too, right? I am so sick of it. So I've been thinking about this a lot today because I caught a little bit of sports radio when I could stomach it. Um, the callers were negative, mostly kind of similar to the 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 guy like this yeah this mark e guy that you just referenced that was kind of the tone oddly enough the most level-headed media guy i heard today was lawrence holmes who is usually kind of a a bit of an ass clown and he he was great he said mitch was really good last night i don't know basically he said everybody for whatever reason has made up their mind not everybody we haven't but you know what i mean like every every caller every texter today a lot of media guys have made up their mind and they're just they're just gonna vomit out that opinion no matter what the game is basically right and it does that does feel about right um i'm sick of it i think it's stupid and 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 part of me today it's like okay bears fans just we talked about this a little bit last week chill the fuck out we're two and one and and don't just go into like so i'm going to the vikings game i'm very excited to put some beggars pizza in my mouth (laughs) with Beasel's tickets thank you Beasel, for including me on your on your on your seasons you you awesome owner you and um so so i'm a little nervous about the fans already like pre having an opinion in their mind about how the offense gonna go and turning on mitch immediately in the offense where it's like shut the fuck up he had a really good game yes there was that horrible interception that naturally human beings remember the negative more than the positive but overall that was a really good play did you see the text today text the the uh tweet today from kevin fishbane saying that mitch's touchdown pass to taylor gabriel was the most improbable 
uh, yep. completion of the year so far on next gen stats or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, and and there was some smart ass jokes that we could all anticipate. There were and right. some of the responses, right? Well, yeah, because Mitch threw it. Shut the fuck up. Like, honest to God, if that was any other quarterback in the league that is getting blown by national media, that would be that would have led Sports Center. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's it's so annoying. It's just annoying. And I think yeah. you and I talked a little. So go ahead. I'm talking yeah. way too much. But we just no, need no, to, you're fine. We need to but figure I, need to figure out what we're going to do about this mentally. I don't know what to do. But that also leads me to another group of people that I'm getting really sick of on Twitter. The people who are up in arms at Mitch's and getting enough credit. I'm not saying you're doing it. It's like no. swung the other way. It's like, oh, yeah. if you, if you, sorry, I, I basically just kind of shitting at what you're you just said. Me. But it's like, yeah, that's right. I'm kind of like sick of both sides, the, the both yeah. extreme sides of it. It's like, oh, it. Mitch, Mitch, yeah, Jared Goff would get a lot of credit for this, which was like yeah. a, t- a tweet I saw today. I was like, man, he's people are kind of shitting on him. I think it's just we're hyper local here, so we we see all of the negative shit. But you know, it's like my stance on it is, yeah, he's not awesome yet. I'm, but it doesn't. Why can't I be optimistic? Why can't I just say, you know, I hope he gets better. He has a lot of improving improvement to do. The hope is Nagy finds, gets him in a good groove. He starts to, you know, continues to warm up. Especially this is another good test this week against, you know, good defense, divisional yeah. game. A- at home, I think Mitch feels the pressure at home as well. He doesn't want to hear those boos again. So, but why the fuck can't I just be optimistic? Why do I have to just just dwell on like, oh, we don't have fucking Watson and Mahomes? Like, people right. are so negative. We have did nothing but shitty quarterbacks in Chicago. We finally have a chance. And people are already like, nope, I'm done with them. It's like, yeah, let's just 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 be optimistic. We have a good defense. So that takes some of the pressure off. Just fucking relax, everybody. Fucking enjoy it. Enjoy a really good Bears team that uh, it's been a long time since we've rattled two good seasons together in a row. Yeah. It's, and, and this has the makings of another good season. And we can watch hopefully a developing quarterback. And you're right. I apologize. You're, you hit it Don't on the apologize. You, no 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 Don't apologize. I, feel, I feel because when you see all the shitting you get defensive and then you react the other way yeah i i did it sounded exactly i i sounded like the guy that you were shitting on understandably and justifiably i'm gonna be a better bears fan so nope. that I, no it was not I, directed I apologize. You, but <laughs> no i i know it wasn't personal but I need to catch myself and I need to enjoy the ride more too. And not because you'll, you'll hear back. And again, we mentioned this earlier, our loyal zero doings listeners. We haven't really listened back that intently on last night's drunken hams review, but I was already anticipating the media's reaction today, which is stupid. That's so you know, David Haw owns too much real estate in my mind and I need to, and I need to stop it. I need to check myself. So to all the bears fans out there, I apologize. I expect more out of myself and I expect more out of you starting on Sunday. So are you saying you may be a future feature on see me after class? Yeah, I should take myself out to the woodshed. That would be smack my own ass. So, (laughs) so I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong. You 
maybe gave a pick last night. Bears minus two and a half. Is that what you're taking? We're both a little unsure about that. I know. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I banged the Bears really hard without totally having a full understanding of the line or obviously any injury issues. Uh, I also want to say for the record right now, I am am sitting in a Honda Pilot (laughs) doing this show. That is a fact. I am sitting in a Honda Pilot. It is dark. It is nighttime. I'm in a hotel parking lot, and things feel great. I'm a little out of my element, so I'm going to apologize for that, too, listeners. I'm full of apologies. Would you stop goddamn apologizing? I know. I I don't know why I apologize for that. Uh, Let's go back to the line. I'll go back to the line. Let's just wrap this up. I still have yet to pick a winner for the Bears. Um, We'll get to that. I guess sorry. Uh why don't I just take the two and a half as well? Home favorite hey favorite favorite. Uh Bears minus two and a half is gonna be my pick. I apologize, but this is the week that I hit it. So uh you're the over in your hit the over under, I'm checking against 38 right now. No oh. faith in these quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is great. I love it. Oh my god. Yet yeah, opened at 39. It's down to 38. So um that's low. Would you would you that's would low. you hump the under as Rick Fieldsman would say? Well, uh, as you know, I'm the king of sucker bets, so I would probably take the over and just hope for points, but it'll be another six to three halftime. So yep. I'm staying away from that, absolutely. But Bears two and a half seems about right. I yeah, it does. I'm gonna uh, maintain my hamzardness from last night and bang the Bears minus two and a half again. Uh, I saw a stat on Twitter today uh, that you may find interesting. Um, since 2010, the Bears are 15 and four against the Vikings at Soldier Field, and Ooh. as I know, how about that? And uh, it doesn't say uh, against the spread or not what what the record is. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the preseason, I believe, when we were making fun of Kirk Cousins. But it, it we've got to say it again. Kirk Cousins, career 4-26 and 26 against winning teams, teams with winning records. That is that so is unbelievable. awesome. It is so awesome. So, yeah, we're, we're on the right side of this one. Ben. Right. You know, you're probably going to go plus two and a half Vikings. Um, I'm looking to my left right now. There is a guy sitting next to me in this parking lot, and I hope he sees me and thinks I'm going to arrest him. <laughs> Sorry. Um, another apology. Stop, stop apologizing. Stop, stop apologizing. apologizing. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? I'm like a jilted lover. Um, anyway, I feel really good about banging the bears. Uh, yep. Do you have any hints real quick? Any hints? Uh, again, first time I've I'm going to the to Soldier Field this year. You've been a couple times with preseason and game one. What what mm-hmm. do I do? What what do I do besides throw beggars pizza in my mouth? What what am I in you're for? Gonna, you're gonna want to get there early. Okay. Uh, beat the crowd. Real weird getting in with the new mobile tickets. You're gonna want to just scope it out. Get a get a good feel for. Uh, where the seats are at, I guess. Uh, yeah. There's also a I posted up pregame for Packers at a random barrel. There's just a barrel sitting oh. like kind of by the bar there. Uh, okay. That's a good spot. That's a good okay. spot. If you can grab that barrel, a little kind of weird with the no, there's no seats that with it. 
So you just grab okay. some chairs, but you got to decide, do I go high top chairs or regular Ooh. low top chairs? Are they low? I don't know. Regular table chairs. Uh, chair I'd guy. recommend that. Uh, I, it's very well documented in my family and friends that I have a very tiny bladder. So I would get a good feel for where the bathroom is. Uh, it's very close, not far at all. It's like one section over. Let's see. This has got to be riveting for people <laughs> to hear about all this. I don't know. I just, it's just, just get loose. The key is to get loose pregame. Uh, yep. 325 games. Oh. You have plenty of time to get weird. Oh, so yeah. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I think the crowd's gonna be awesome, you know. But it'll you'll yeah. feel the you'll feel the angst when the uh, the offense goes out there. So yeah, I hope they get off to a hot start so that angst disappears quickly into yep. unbridled enthusiasm. I can't wait to enjoy another Bears win with Phil Senior. It's gonna be a great time. It is uh, guaranteed we're gonna be three and one going into. Oh the yeah, Raiders game in England, and oh god, it's going to be awesome. Dan, thank you for all the hard work you did again with all this great research previewing Bears Vikings. Bears, you're welcome. Bears, we love Mitch. Welcome to the third Hams and Eggs. We have an incredibly special guest today. His name is Tim. He's an attorney. He lives in the Midwest, but it's not Illinois. Tim, how in the hell are you tonight? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, I'm aroused. You, Dan? Very wet post Bears win. That's true. Uh, To clue the audience in, this is fresh after the Bears' 13-point win on Monday Night Football. Uh, I think it was 13. Um, And uh, we're feeling great. Second half was weird. It wasn't Dan saying it was not 13 points. I'm bad at math. After a few hams, we've had a few hams tonight. Um, Apologies. Tim, you have been a resident of Iowa since 1998. At what stage of living in Iowa do your body parts immediately turn into corn stalks? As soon as you cross the Mississippi. Do you call it the mighty Mississippi in Iowa? Do you, is that what you call it? Never called it that in my life. Okay. Um, I noticed that you still have a beard. Did you grow and maintain that beard to hide your tears after... Steve Alford didn't quite work out for the University of Iowa. Partially, partially. Yeah. Um, we don't mention Steve Alford's name very much in Iowa. He is, thou shall not be spoken of, but, but yeah, that was a rough stretch. His wife was very aggressive on the sidelines. Did you ever meet her? And I don't mean it in the biblical sense. (laughs) Oh, me and Tanya, yeah, we crossed paths a few times, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's legendary when it comes to the first row of, of Carver Hawkeye Arena. Uh, okay, so we just, you know, you just admitted publicly that you've lived in Iowa for 20 years. Do you own stock in FarmersOnly.com? 
Uh, I could. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> for sure. <laughs> have you ever dabbled? But... I'm, your wife's not listening. Have you ever dabbled? <laughs> I have not. But she might, she you know, she might ask to listen to this podcast. I told her I was, I was going to be on a podcast for the first time in my life. So, she, uh, she asked if I needed help to, uh, you know, technically to join the podcast. And I told her that I'd, I'd let her know if I did. Are you publicly stating that you're anti-farmer at this point? Because I thought that was a big Iowa Hawkeye thing supporting the farmers. I'd, we'd like to hear your answer right now. Hey, America needs farmers, Dan. America needs farmers. But apparently, Tim doesn't need farmers, huh? Not, not in the biblical sense, no. <laughs> this is going amazing so far. Tim, corn cob to your head right now. Dallas Clark, George Kittle, or TJ Hawkinson? I, I got to go George Kittle. George Kittle. Mainly, Why? well, see, well, Dallas Clark and George Kittle were both walk-ons, and as you know, us Hawkeyes, we uh, we love to play the the walk on motif, um, as I'm sure Dan can appreciate. Uh, I didn't but, know that. Uh, but yeah, George Kittle just uh, Dallas Clark, Clark's a little overplayed, but I'll go George Kittle. Uh, by overplayed, do you mean sexually? <laughs> no, I, I was thinking the the story. You know, he's mentioned like uh, you know all the time whenever Iowa football comes up. But, uh, you know, his his numbers weren't any better than any of the current tight ends. I think I tend to agree. You can never trust a man who's named after a city. Am I right? I would agree. Like George Kittle was like Houston Kittle out the fucking door. Yeah, you got to find someone else at that point. Well, I grew up in George, Montana, so fuck you, George Kittle. Um Tim, your favorite Big Ten team besides Iowa? Like, let, let's just say you never, you know, made the mistake of going to Iowa. Who would be your squad? We talking football or basketball? All of the above, including track and field. Lacrosse, <laughs> specifically lacrosse, you asshole. I, well, Indiana basketball, because uh, they were. They, I know. That's is that because it's Steve Alford? No, it's no. Steve that's, Alford angle there, right? No, that that goes back to the Calbert Chaney days. Loved Calbert Chaney back when he played for Indiana basketball. Um, football, I don't know. As much as I hate to say it, probably Wisconsin. Because even though we hate them, we kind of have to respect them at the same time. And I know Dan loves that answer. He just that is it. just a hot trash answer, and you know it. I feel like you're <laughs> fucking trolling me already. <laughs> Should we just get into the gambling stuff? I'm already ready. I'm puking in my mouth right now over these stupid answers, Tim. I thought thought this was an Iowa tight ends podcast. I didn't know this was a gambling podcast. Oh, no, this is not. Just specifically Iowa tight ends. We just lulled them to sleep after that win. I'm half asleep right now, sitting outside of a Marriott hotel in Naperville. This couldn't be more awkward interviewing. Timmy boy and bum bumblefuck Iowa here. We just want to know about gambling, don't we? No, it's true. We, uh, to clue the listeners in again, and I apologize, listeners, we keep toying with your emotions. Dan and I of Zero Dunks are literally sitting on top of some 
you know, hardscape here in Naperville outside of a hotel after the Bears win. Uh, Tim, quick question before we get into gambling. Just one more question. I, I know Dan's upset. Um, you were, as Dan was, a Division One athlete. You were a you were you were a cross country. Uh, I don't know if it was scholarship or not. I hope not because I've seen you in tight pants. Uh, quick question: Were you ever molested in a locker room? Define molested. <laughs> um, showering with a seventy-six-year-old. Not a seventy-six-year-old, but th- there were showers that uh, you know had had to have groups in them. Let's just say. I I want to do some some research on the Iowa cross country coaching staff. So hard right now, but I'm out of time. Dan, I'm gonna kick it to you. I actually heard Hayden Fry was a big loofah guy for the cross country team back in the day. True or false? You know, if if that was Hayden, that was a hell of a costume. Let's just say that. All right. So can we can we talk about the gambling stuff? Is that legal now? I think, well, it is legal in Iowa. It's not in Illinois. And we're extremely jealous of you, Tim. And I feel like every time you send us a text about missing out on a bet, like a part of me kind of loves that you're losing money. But also I'm jealous that you are up a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how any of it works in Iowa, are you attached to a specific casino or is this like a DraftKings situation? Walk us through how you got set up initially on sports gambling in Iowa. And if you had to pay in corn initially, go. No, we actually, we actually use dollars like the rest of the United States. Um, but uh, that's hard to believe it, it is. But uh, so gambling was sort of fast tracked in Iowa. It was, it was brought up in the, you know, in the legislature in the spring, uh, our legislature, uh, quits in April, May, because most of them are farmers, you know, so they have to, they can only go half the year. So and this has been Iowa law talk. <laughs> so it was passed in, I think May and by August 15th, they had it live. So, uh, the, the there's about 25 casinos in Iowa, believe it or not. Most of them are absolute dog shit, but I don't believe uh, it. You can Google it, look it up. Um, the casino nearest Des Moines Prairie Meadows, uh, is one of four that uses William Hill for its, uh, for its sports book. And, and when I say sports book, I use that term loosely because none of these things should be considered sports books. They're basically thrown together tables with TVs. And it, frankly, they could have done a much better job if they wanted to make a whole bunch of money with people going to the sports book. But um, the biggest seller is that William Hill has a pretty good app. So uh, at least all I had to do was go down to Prairie Meadows to the sports book and plop down some cold, hard cash download the app um and away you go so so is that that so it was because i think that's supposed to be the stipulation here when we get rolling is that you have to go in for an initial deposit and they basically have to verify who you are but then you never have to show up there again is that right well in iowa at least as far as i know right now we still if you want to deposit more money or if you want to withdraw from your account i think you still have to go uh 
to the sports book in person. I don't think we have mobile deposits yet. They said they're working on that, but obviously we'll see. I have a feeling, and I, I can't back this up with any stats, but is that to double check that you're not a sex offender, Tim? You specifically? <laughs> it, it could be, or that I was sexually offended at some point in my life. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, so you've you've put down <laughs> you've put down a little bit of cash so far i know you've sent me screenshots we actually talked about it in episode eight um have you noticed if the lines are fair or not is there a weird amount of juice in one direction or the other especially with like money line i'm a big money line guy i don't know if you've noticed anything weird uh let us know what what have you seen so far what i've noticed is the lines on William Hill, obviously that's the app that I'm using, are pretty fair. I will tell you that one of my uh, the partners at my law firm who used to practice out in Vegas is a big gambling guy, uh, and he actually stopped at the uh, casino that's just to south of Iowa City on the way back from Chicago the other weekend, uh, Riverside Casino, and he said, uh, for whatever reason, they're using their own private company to do the sports book, and he said the lines were all off by a point, point and a half. I mean, just weird lines in terms of what you could get at the normal, you know, William Hill or whoever else, other the big operators that run the other sports books. So I haven't seen any of the weird lines on that, you know, that I can play, but I've heard uh, around the state, some of the, some of the smaller sports books have odd lines from every now and then. Yeah. Did you, maybe I missed this. I'm very distracted by there's a there's a random goose, drunk goose, uh, not far from us. <laughs> Did, but are you saying the juice is it different for Iowa, Iowa State, in-state teams, or is it generally the same across the board? Because what we experienced at the fucking Ameristar, which is the worst, is the juice is higher for to, if you take the Bears. Uh, it was different for money line and for points, so. Are you yep. seeing the same thing with Hawkeyes? Let's clarify. That was fucking Indiana, so they don't even count, except for Northwest <laughs> Indiana Bears fans and generally any Bears fans that listens in Indiana to Zero Dunks. You can follow us at Zero Dunks. We love you. To answer Dan's question, um, yes, um, you've, you're generally going to get – if it, you know the line for an Iowa game or an Iowa State game um, will be generally in – you know, like you said, if, if the normal public line out in Vegas is, um, you know, I don't know, just to use an example, Iowa, you know, minus three, it might be Iowa minus four, four bad and a half. Example. Don't use Iowa as an example. It's bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to answer your question, you're going to see a slightly different line. And I, and I think that would be probably at any of the states that have legalized sports gambling but i'm but wait, 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 i'm not saying like the the um the juice would be like you know it's minus 110 typically f- like in vegas is it going to be like minus 114 115 for iowa specifically uh i haven't seen that at least on the app that i play it's been mostly just 110 um you know actually i think i haven't compared it to, to any of the other sites to see whether it would be different um so did you do any homework before this interview? No, none at all. Oh. All right. <laughs> Thanks for not doing any uh, research. Not a big research guy, huh? <laughs> I can tell big, you're a, a fan of the guy. show. Um, live betting. Live betting's a thing that I think you already answered it earlier for us that the line was 
minus 23 and a half for the Bears. So I think that answers that question. Is there live betting pretty consistently for all games or is it specifically for like big games, just NFL? What what have you noticed in terms of in in game live betting? Because that's a huge part of how I like to give my money up to Vegas or whoever wants to take my money. The uh, what I've noticed is it's uh, they actually have it on most college and pro games um, every weekend. Uh, for instance, I know a couple weekends ago, the um, I'm a bigger, as Billy knows, a bigger college football fan than I am uh, pro football fan, but the Oklahoma, I didn't Oklahoma, know that. <laughs> The Oklahoma-Houston game, uh, I think the over-under was like 80 or 81. And for whatever reason, the first 10 minutes were scoreless. And so it had dropped in-game to like 62 or 63. And I just pounded the over and walked away uh, with a pretty good uh, day on that one because it ended up at like 78. Wow. I uh, First of all, I'm impressed. Second of all, have you had to put your house on the market due to some severe losses? Not yet. Actually, um, what I put down, I think I'm technically up 30 or 50 bucks total on the year, but it's been some wild swings. I was up a couple hundred after the first first couple weekends and then not so good recently. So, you know, it happens. Did you, bet on the, did you lay down some cash on tonight's game? You know, I didn't. Um, I thought it was kind of a weird line. Um Looking back, maybe I should have put some cash down. I I, I like the Bears uh, when I first saw it, but I don't know. I, I... Wow, we're all winners in hindsight, huh? I yeah. just think it's weird you didn't put down some cash and you knew you were going to be talking to us post-game here. So I don't know that you're actually gambling at all. I'm, I'm not sure I'm buying any of this shit. <laughs> actually, I was at uh, my son's hockey practice for the first half. So, you know, the, the funny thing is um, the with the gambling app uh, – it just makes watching the game so much better. So I, I tend to gamble on the games that I actually am able to sit down and watch. Like for instance, I had Notre Dame on the money line this weekend, just cause I thought it was like, I think it was plus four eighty, And I thought, what the hell, they got a chance to win the game. Um, and they almost did, but um, I, I just threw 10 bucks down on the money line. Cause it makes it better to, to watch the game. I think. Tim, um, you and I are both white Sox fans. What do you think about Eloy Jimenez getting 30-plus home runs his first full year in the major leagues? Not even first full year, his first year in general. What are your thoughts? Do you even get any White Sox games in Iowa, by the way? Actually do. I I have uh, Comcast Sports or what is now NBC Sports Chicago, whatever the hell it's called now. But, uh, yeah, so I've watched the White Sox games. Eloy is – he's the best. Um, have you have you noticed I, his bat is just so damn heavy? Like when he hits the ball, I, I feel like it. it, it I, I know. I, I feel it's a pop fly, and, it's, and he hits it four hundred twenty feet. Yeah, so. him and Abreu both. And it, it, this is not yeah. a White Sox podcast, so I, I want to clarify that I don't want to get too far in the weeds. But I love both him and you know, Mancada. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on, Tim. Let's segue here. What do you miss most about living in Illinois? It's been a long time. You still have family here. They're not, you know, Lots of in your, yeah, a lot of family. What do you miss most uh, outside of your family? Let's assume you don't miss them at all. What <laughs> do you miss most about the land of Lincoln? You know, Gretch could be listening to this podcast, Billy, and she'd be very offended. But um, I, I probably miss uh, the 
um, the access to all the stuff in the city that you would have, um, not just sports teams, but all the other stuff. I mean, Des Moines, shop. <laughs> that too, that too. Although, you know, um, you know, if you go into rural rural truck stops in Iowa, Dan, you've got a lot of good uh, a lot of good sex shops out there for the truckers. So you got to be uh, you got to keep that in mind. I don't know what that means, but fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm almost out of questions, but I'm still jealous about the whole fact that Iowa beat Illinois to the legal gambling game. It pisses me off, I, I, but. The best thing that came from this hams and eggs is the fact that you've rattled off like eight to 12 casino names in the state of Iowa. I am so impressed. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if Dan feels similarly or if he's jealous or impressed. I don't know. I'm jealous and impressed. I'm I was hoping to come on this and shit all over you, Tim. And it's I feel like I failed myself because you nailed it so far with your knowledge of casinos. I'm actually legitimately worried now that you might have a gambling problem <laughs> remember these uh these so-called casinos are uh you know a casino truck stop and a diner all in one so um i wouldn't i wouldn't take my knowledge uh, that seriously uh last question for me tim did you see a red shirt tight end for the golden gophers circa 99 to 2001 play at Kinnick. Is it Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City? Did you happen to see a guy that may have shook a hand of uh, Kirk Ferenz or something of that ilk? You know, I, I, I did go to all the games back then. And Billy, I think you even came to an Illini game back then. But um, I, I do remember the Minnesota team and, and, a, and a guy that had a, a quite nice uh, nice rear section that I noticed uh, walk out on the field afterwards. And, you know, that could have been a walk-on tight end. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that was. I'm sure he was a real douchebag. Uh, Tim, you like to, uh, throw some shit at me about Iowa football and I believe you called it tight end you. So I just did a little bit of a deep dive of the history of Iowa and Gophers football here. Do you mind if I run through it real, real quickly here? You're going to, you're going to tell me all about your national titles from 1941 and 42. Uh, oh no, I didn't. I left all those out, but I jumped, I'll jump to the, uh, do you know how many uh, pro how many Gophers are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Do I take uh, a stab at it? I'll say. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll go with I'll Iowa first. Ooh, you were close. It's seven. Iowa has three. How about the College uh, Football Hall of Fame? Uh, Iowa has fourteen. The Gophers have twenty-two. But I will say Lou Holtz is counted as one of them, so he probably shouldn't <laughs> be in there. So let's call it twenty-one for the Gophers. <laughs> Uh, now, Iowa does have 22 first-round picks in the NFL draft, which is pretty impressive. Gophers just have 18, so you got you got us there. But we've had 333 players drafted. You've had 282, losers. Um, we've had, Gophers have had 33 All-American selections. Iowa's had 27. So we're still ahead there. 18 conference championships for the Gophers. I think the last one was probably in the 40s, so we'll just skip past that part. Uh, Iowa's had 13. Uh, Gophers are 61-48-2 all-time against Iowa, but I think Iowa's won, like, they've won the last four. I'll give you that one. 
uh, here's a, the dirty trick I used to have for Iowa was shitting all over Kirk Ferentz and how much money he makes. So I did a little deep dive, and I think he makes less money than Lovey Smith right now. So, Tim, don't you feel better? You don't have Lovey Smith right now. Well, they've got to pay for that beard because that thing's fantastic. How did you not beat Nebraska, by the way, in that game? That was terrible. I know. It was uh, – I know. When you look at, like, total yards gained for the game, Nebraska was 2-1 to one against Illinois, but Illinois was up 14 with, like, three minutes to go in the third. It's terrible. Lovey Smith. Ah, go fuck yourself. Full, full Tim, disclosure, I, full I, disclosure, I, I laid, laid the 13-and-a-half on Nebraska in that game, so – and I took the Illini. I was that was my only winner on zero dunks was the Illini. That does beg the question, Tim. Actually, I forgot to write this down. Do you factor any thought at all with William Hill into the Big Ten minute? Do you like do you listen to the Big Ten minute and say, I gotta fade the doinks or I gotta go with one of these doinks? What what say you? Honestly, that's why I took Nebraska last weekend because I heard Billy talk so poorly about how I uh, Illinois plays the mobile quarterback. So I thought hmm, maybe he's onto something. Billy's watched more Illinois football than I have certainly in the last decade. So we'll try it. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm. I think the best news about Illinois eventually getting uh, legal gambling is that you cannot. For whatever reason, you're not allowed to bet on Illinois sports, like college. Like you can't bet on Northwestern, DePaul, Illinois. Kind of weird, right? But oh, it's totally actually, weird. it's totally weird. But what a gift for me! I would, I'd be blowing so much cash on Illini bets that I'd be going the other way. So it's a gift. Totally weird, but a gift for Bill Doink. Actually, that's a that's a personal rule I have. I actually don't bet on Iowa games. Uh, I'll play the total if I have to, because uh, I you know can generally have a strong feeling. But I don't bet on Iowa games because it's just too much too much personal feelings. When that corn stalks against your head, you're like, I just got to play that total. I'm gonna <laughs> smash that under. It's gonna be a real smash mouth Iowa football. Iowa Iowa State just exchanging field goals. Yeah, I Actually, I did have the under in that game. That's a good call. Yeah, Dan. I know you did. We all did. I, you know, in going through that exercise of Minnesota, Iowa, I was lining it up. I didn't feel great about any of it. But bottom line for me is I just felt great. I wasn't an Illini fan. How about you, Tim? You know what I'll say about the University of Minnesota? Uh, the less Bolstead golf course is a very nice place to run cross-country meets. And you have a little statue of a gopher on that golf course. That's maybe the best statue of a gopher I've ever seen. So that's that's what I'll say about the University of Minnesota. You know who uh, who made that statue? Bob Dylan. Oh, I thought maybe Lou Holtz did, but you know. Nope. Stuttered his way through it and couldn't make it. <laughs> I thought it was Clum Haskins before he became an actual gopher. Um, this has been a riveting hams and eggs tim we are so grateful that you joined us on a late monday night after a great bears win they covered they covered the under so rick fieldsman he was humping the under oh they not cover the oh wait no no, no i'm sorry i'm sorry they cover the over they, co- <laughs> they covered the points they went over rick fieldsman he was humping the under he was wrong that's the first loss of the year for rick fieldsman i think is that accurate maybe i i'll be honest this whole interview i've been off and uh, part of it has to do with the 14 Miller Lights slash hams that I have enjoyed. 
mostly hams. Um, thank you, Tim. Thank you for being an attorney and doing God's work in Iowa. I, I hope that you are called to the judge's chambers after this interview and you have to explain yourself for your beard. And we love you. We thank you. I don't know if Dan has anything to add, but zero doinks. We love you. Dan, anything? I love you, Tim. Thank you both. Zero doinks. Doinks. Zero doinks. Follow us everywhere. We'll be back after the next segment. Hams and eggs. This segment of Zero Doinks is brought to you by Stitcher Premiere. Listen to some of your favorite shows ad-free with Stitcher Premiere, including Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Bitch Sesh, and more. Plus, get access to Stitcher Originals, comedy albums, and much, much more. It's only $4.99 a month or $34.99 for the whole year. But wait, because you are a loyal Zero Doinks listener, we can hook you up with a free month. How? Well, press pause on this podcast if you want. Go to stitcher.com backslash premium to sign up and use promo code DOINKS, D-O-I-N-K-S, for one month free. Thank you, Stitcher Premiere, for partnering with Zero Doinks. Download it. Do it, listeners. You won't regret it. Zero Doinks. We love you. The Big Ten Minute. Welcome back, Zero Doinks Episode 9. Yes, we have arrived at America's favorite segment where Dan and Bill talk about two very mediocre Big Ten football <laughs> programs. And mediocre is a compliment for Illinois right now. Um, it's the Big Ten Minute. It is a Big Ten Minute. Uh, Illinois is a bye this week. Let's I, you know, let's just kick it to Dan and talk Minnesota Gophers football. Dan, what you got, buddy? You don't want to talk. You don't want to talk about next week, or sorry, I, last week. Jeez, last I think week. It's okay. Uh, we might have touched on a little bit in hams and eggs. I don't recall exactly. Oh, okay. okay, real, but real quick, I'm depressed, and I hope Illinois gets back together. Bottom line, otherwise. They're going to hit the reset button for like the fifth time in my lifetime. And that's depressing. Well, like the two things, they were close. It was close most of the game, right? And they covered the spread. Yeah. So that's oh, yeah. so Dan, Dan, finally. Yeah, they did. The Dan got a W. Dan got a W. I lost. So I am one and two, one and three. No, I'm one and three. One and three. Are, I think I'm one, one, two and one, right? One and one. Yes. Well, we, we suck. Wow, we're terrible. Let's we're see. Gonna... Let's see if you have All another right. winner. Two weeks in a row. What you got? Yeah. So Gophers uh, by last week, they are at Purdue this week. Two thirty game in West Lafayette. Gophers opened at plus one, but they're now minus one. So jumping all over that pick them up, down, up, down, up, down. Uh, Gophers are three and zero, but it doesn't feel like they should be. So, but once again, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be favorites on the road, even though Purdue is one and two. I was just looking over who they played. They've only beaten Vanderbilt, and they got smoked um, two weeks ago by TCU. So I don't know if TCU's any good anymore. Andy Dalton's still there, right? I think so, and he looks incredibly sensual with that hair, as we saw oh. on a Monday Night promo. So maybe he's playing both. He's playing for TCU and, and the Bengals. 
it looks like real flames coming out of the top of his head, right? Is that what it is? It might be that. It could be the leftover cream from Marvin Lewis. I'm not sure. Oh, gross. Uh, so <laughs> I'm I'm just going to go ahead and take the Gophers minus one. Why not? I mean, it's basically a pick em. They'll The only encouraging thing from them is they're winning close games this year. So maybe they can do. I feel like. I feel like this game's always at 11. See, it feels like they always play at Purdue lately, and it's always at 11, so I'm encouraged it's a little later because um, it's a little less weird. Thanks a lot, Big Ten, for continuing to have games at 11 a.m. Central time, you fucking weirdos. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Gophers minus one. What do you want to do since Illini are off this week? Since the Illini are off, I will probably watch no college football. The Purdue, which is weird that I, <laughs> I, my uh, my watching depends on how Illinois is doing or if they're playing. Um, Purdue's field always seems extra wide. I don't know why. I don't know if it's how they do their hash marks. In the, it's I don't know. It's it's, big, it's, it's strange. A big drum, a big big ass it's drum. It's a big drum. Yeah, yeah it's probably a, a really shitty angle from a press box uh, camera. Um. I, okay. So, so, uh, Gophers are minus one. You're rowing the boat. Yep. I am going to go with Jeff Brom and the Boilers plus one. Um, they're, yeah. It, they. I. I'm surprised that they're a home dog. They're not great, but even though you're giving PJ Fleck an extra week to prepare, I feel pretty good about Purdue here. I. I'm. Yeah. You know. I don't even feel bad about it. I'd love to shit on that, but I. I don't don't have a ton of confidence. The Brahms Squad. That's a great Brahms Squad. Yeah, it's a great nickname. Um, Turned down a job for Louisville because he loves Indiana that much, right? Yeah, yeah. I want. I don't know. Indiana my whole life. I don't know. It's fine. It's probably the right (laughs) move. Louisville football kind of sucks now, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. Just stay in Purdue. Just be mediocre, like yeah. Everyone else, not not Ohio State and Penn State. Exactly. Do you think Gene Cady is going to go to the game? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He's the actual mascot, the boiler mascot. He is. Those cheeks could not be more rosy. God, oh. he he is. He does not look like he's doing well. I, I hate to say it, but I just did. Hall of Fame comb over, though, right? Like first ballot Hall of Fame comb over. It's it I've always enjoyed that. But I feel you. I feel like he's been the same age since like 1985. Is it's that not true? true? No, it is true. I'm curious though. He's first ballot Hall of Fame comb-overs. Who else would you have on that on that ballot? Who else would get in the Hall of Fame comb-over year one of eligibility? Trump. Oh. Wow. No politics, right? I don't know. No, no, no. We're just talking about his hair. That's all. Uh, let's see. I think that's. I that might be all. Literally, all I have. <laughs> I'm trying to think I, of who I, else. Who I, else well, is there out there? I'm going to be honest, Bill. I'm probably working my way towards it at some point. So, uh, so you can go ahead and chalk me in as a a diaper dandy in that regard. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. That's so good. Put that baby. Yes, oh, wait. I love it. Is, is Vital a comb over guy? Oh man, we might have just hit one. He definitely was at one point. Now he's just got yeah. that greasy for it. Is he still alive? 
Yeah, I think so. He just goes to Devil Ray games. Rays, sorry. They're not Devil Rays anymore. Oh, yeah. Can't take the devil out of Florida. What? That doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. Uh, I can't think. Phil Martelli, maybe another uh, first ballot Hall of Fame comb over, former St. Jo- uh, Joseph's basketball coach, All right. current Michigan Wolverine assistant to Juwan Howard. Weird. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know how you know that. I I spend too much time looking at random things like that. I mean, wait, wait I, I think I, I, what, I got another what, one. What do you got? What do you got? Jeff Beeline was a comb over guy too, right? Yes, that's good. He kind of pulled it off in a decent, somewhat classy way, and then he left yeah. to go coach the Cavs. Yeah, well, you know what? Sometime we'll do a actual like power ranking of comb overs. We'll we'll do a little bit of research on. I like uh, it. Who has like shitty it. hair? And I'll be sure to include. Do... I'll include future <laughs> Dan on there as well. Future Dan, definitely top three on that list. Um, are we going to do a Big Ten basketball minute once hoops gets rolling? Because I'm sure our crowd is dying for it. I don't see why not. Yeah, I think yeah. we have to. I absolutely have to. I got to talk about Rick Pitino Jr. Oh, another comb over guy? Oh, uh, no, just bad. Not hair. quite. Like... Not yet. He's like uh, super thinning, and it's like a race to the back of his head, the uh, the hairline. So yeah, uh, it's weird. It's a weird looking hair. But um, does he yeah, like we don't Italian need to talk restaurants? about it now. <laughs> he likes the quick service. Whoa! How many breadsticks can you put in the bowl? <laughs> All right, this note, is ba- this is bad. Big ten minute. Zero Darks! Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero Doinks! Zero Doinks! Zero Doinks! Boom! We're back. Bears Fantasy Corner. I think... Bill, specifically, you've crushed it two weeks in a row with your hot Bears fantasy advice. So why don't you give us your hot pick for week four? I'm not a big numbers guy. Week four. Week four against the Vikings. Go. All right. Bears hosting the Vikings. We all know this. We're two and one. They're two and one. Doesn't matter for fantasy. Nobody cares about team records you care about individual success so here we go look week two i said david montgomery i fucking delivered for you week three i said mitch i fucking delivered again week four who do you think i'm going with you know who i'm going with it's going to be a low scoring game you know what's going to happen Allen robinson is going to get two touchdown catches two not one but two, he's going to deliver you 12 plus points. Start him either in the wide receiver section or the flex. I don't care. Dan, what do you think? Well, you're a fucking asshole again because that was going to be my pick. Let's see. We don't do defenses anymore in our league, but I'm going to go ahead and start the Bears defense as a point leader. You know why? Because Kirk Cousins sucks. 
He's going to throw at least three picks. There's going to be pick sixes all over the place. Maybe a Bears shutout. So even though my league, our league, doesn't do Bears defenses, I'm going, wait, not just specifically Bears defenses, just defenses, but I'm going to go ahead and start the Bears defense. And if you don't like it, shut up, because Allen Robinson was going to buy my pick, and you stole it, Bill. Here's a question for you, Dan. I know um, in year one slash three of our league that we collectively are part of, you were a big fan of Laquan Treadwell, Did uh, you know, Minnesota wide receiver. Is he still on one of your rosters? No. Is he still in the league? He is. I feel like he might be. I liked him for, uh, I thought he was going to be awesome. And he burned me. Yeah, he was on my league for my team for two years. He's from, he's a local kid. He's from Batavia. Nope, that might not be right, but he went to Ole Miss and I thought it was going to be fucking awesome. And he, he apparently doesn't know the plays. I think that was his biggest hangup. That's usually an issue for a wide receiver. Uh, God damn it. I can't believe you brought him up. I don't like him at all. You know what? He'll probably actually do well against the Bears at some point. Um, but it's a shit, you know, Cousins is so bad with Cooks, Thielen, and Diggs. They should be all world, but he is holding them down. And that's fine by me because he's making like a billion dollars a year. So I don't know. I can't believe you brought Treadwell up. I fuck that guy. I did. I don't feel bad about bringing him up. I'll be honest with you, because every time that you scooped him up at our at our fantasy auctions, I thought that's going to be good for a week. But odds are the week that he's going to be good. He's going to be on your bench because you can't trust him. You just can't. He honestly, he reminds me of uh, a guy that should have played for the Gophers. And I don't mean to, you know. Just throw stop. a bee in your bonnet. <laughs> Just absolutely stop right now. I hate you so much. Uh, he would have been awesome on the Gophers. We all know it. You know it. He would have been a number one pick. R.I.P. Lou Holtz with the Gophers. I don't know what that means. Uh, should we do our top three performers this week? Yep. Let's see. Well, how did week three go? Do you want to guess? Week? Do we like this game? Yes. All I right, love the Two QBs game. and a wide receiver. Go. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes nope. was in the. Well, nope. Was he in the top three? Nope. No, he wasn't in the top three. He okay. was close. I think he was fourth technically. God damn it! Uh, I'm out. Tell us the top three. Russell Wilson was first, forty-eight point eight four fantasy points. Then Daniel Jones, forty point seven four. Shame on you, Giants, for wasting the first two weeks for fucking Eli Manning Jesus Christ uh but I get it actually I, I get it you got to give the old man a shot and then Mike Evans 39 fantasy points I think he had three touchdowns uh in a loss so shame on you uh so that's our top three I think Mahomes was fourth I want to say that's fair I just throw him out because he's the only fantasy player worth talking about for my team and nobody cares about anybody's fantasy team uh, except their own. So um, bottom three, uh, you and I talked about this guy. I don't think he ended up bottom three. John Ross, he was off to a rough John start. Ross. He's was, on your team. He was he not was bottom trending. Three. He was very much a negative player, but he got 
he got things right. I think he even scored. Like I think I, I don't quote me on that, but he he got himself right. We don't even have three. We had a lot of zeros, but we only have two negative players this week. The second to last, second to worst was Jared Stidham. Uh, came in for Tom Brady. He like relieved Tom Brady and immediately threw a pick six, which was is the only uh, only touchdown scored against the Patriots this year. That's wild. Three games. That's the only score is a pick. Uh, only touchdown, I should say, is a pick six from Jarrett Stidham, LSU, Auburn. One of those. I don't know. SEC in that weird pocket. Uh, the other one is uh, Deontay Harris with a negative two. Do you know who that is? Yep. He's our James Vodder's winner of the week of nobody knows who this person is. He's a wide receiver for New Orleans. I think he had one catch and a fumble. So negative two points for him. So those are the only two this week. There were a bunch of zeros, um, one of which was was not Mitch because he was beautiful tonight. So, Mitch, good job. I don't know how many fantasy points he had because I didn't look it up, and I've had quite a few hams, so uh, I'm just working with the stats I did pregame. Bottom line, next week you better start Allen Robinson or whoever Dan said. Honestly, I don't remember. Who would you say, Dan? Did you say somebody other than Allen Robinson? Bears defense. (laughs) So let's recap. (laughs) Allen Robinson, Bears defense. John Lithgow, the Marriott Hardscape, random traffic noises behind us, and And a Northwest Indiana person that works for General Motors that we met in the lobby. Yes, yes. Thank you for your expense account. We appreciate it. Thanks for the free beers, even though none of them were charged to you. You actually showed up with your own cooler that you brought from what I can only assume is a pickup truck. Is that accurate? I think that's right, and we hope that strike ends soon so the expense accounts can be opened further, free once again, free yes. once again. Is that right? Free that's a movie once quote, again. Right? Free. That sounds like <laughs> definitely something that some actor of note, perhaps Sean Penn, would have said during a real dramatic scene. Dan, thank you for another beautiful Bears fantasy this corner. This was an incredibly rough ending to it. I should go to bed soon. You should get an Uber. Go home. I love you. Hams. Hams. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks is, of course, brought to you by Hams Beer. up here another zero doinks episode i don't have a fucking clue um i'm fired up for this week you're gonna be there i'm very interested to hear how it goes for you and phil senior uh definitely have to have the beggars pizza also need to know if the chicken sandwich makes an appearance this time around and 
Yeah, I'm I'm fired up for you. I don't think I've told you this. I will be in Bourbon A actually at a family party, and I'm already worried. The Bears will be on. Everyone's a Bears fan, but my kids will be there. It'll be very distracting. So I know for sure I will be watching it again Sunday evening to break it all down. But I'm fired up for you, sir. Thank you, Dan. I am so pumped. I can't wait. Phil Senior and I were texting each other today, just trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do to to pregame and stuff like that. So we'll get all that figured out. Can't wait. Um, we want to thank all of you loyal Zero Doinks listeners. We love each and every one of you. We say it often, but we can't say it enough. We we know that you're representing 30 plus states in our beautiful union and uh, at least five other countries. I think we're up to seven countries now. If I, I, you know, not a big math guy right now, you can follow us at Zero Doinks on Instagram and Twitter. We are we're pretty social out there. Just give us a spin. And we've been saying some bold things. I want to give a special shout out to um, to Akeem Hicks also. Akeem oh, yeah. Hicks. Uh, obviously one hell of a football player. Uh, if it wasn't for Khalil Mack, he'd probably be our best football player on the squad. Um, he, I don't know if you guys saw it out there. I know Dan did. Mm-hmm. He had one of the greatest replies to uh, a personal favorite of all of ours here at Zero Doinks at Brad's Biggs. Brad Biggs, not Brad's Biggs. That's a whole <laughs> other count. That's a whole other count. Try to look that one up, though, fans. If you can, see if there's anything lying around there. There's There might be something special. Um, Dan, could you describe to the audience what happened there? You brought it to my attention this morning. Yeah, so um, Biggs took a video of Hicks walking out of the lot, not the locker room, walking through the tunnel, and the it just was a weird video. He was just kind of like, oh, Akeem Hicks is limping out. It was just creepy. So I, I immediately saw that Hicks responded to him with a picture that he's had for at least some time. It was not even a picture that was taken. It was the back of Biggs just looking like a fat slob staring into a locker. It was awful. And I, what was the, I can't remember what he actually wrote on it. Like, basically like well i got a picture of you too like get out of here yeah yeah he uh i'm gonna pull it up real quick here so to speak here in the in the honda pilot is that's <laughs> it's a weird moment for everybody involved okay so so brad uh at brad big said bears bears defensive lineman akeem hicks leaves for the buses following the game he left with the right knee injury and it's that video you were describing of him limping not like a huge limp but it was a limp weird total inappropriate video akeem hicks replied within that same hour with that picture you described of bread of bread just slouched over by by a locker by a locker in a locker room and he and akeem hicks said quote only a guy that wears six x shirts would videotape (laughs) someone like this that was so awesome he had 838 likes uh, as of this morning that was very early this morning and 114 retweets just great job akeem hicks just i love the balls to the wall way that he is his mentality is just awesome how yeah how soft and upset do you think brad was when he saw that just fat tears rolling down his face um, yeah, well, instead of 12 waffles, I bet he only could squeeze down a 10 this morning after he <laughs> saw that. 
That was mean. That was mean. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was, that I'm was not sorry. Mean. I'm not sorry. Enough apologizing, Bill. Enough of this. I'm getting soft. Um. Yeah. This was a good episode. I think we. I think we did it again. We uh, have another Hams ad coming up at the end here for our new listeners in Brazil. Thank you so much for tuning in to Zero Doinks, and thank you to Hams for sponsoring once again, and also for giving us fuel last night during the game a lot of fuel and thank you also to tim the iowa attorney for joining us on another riveting session of hams and eggs uh thank you for taking the time last night and putting up with two hams fueled drunk doinks we really (laughs) appreciate it that was great dan i can't wait to hear this ad i've not heard it yet um i hope that it's as sensual as last week's that we had a little bit of feedback that we got from uh, some listeners about it, where some people said they had to take a shower after, which I assume it's Mm -hmm. because they were so excited, right? Yeah, it's not, it's definitely not as creepy as last week. I felt creepy doing that one, but it's what, what the hams higher up said to do. So yeah. What are you going to do? Well, thank you. I, you know, thanks for joining me. This is the thrill of each of my weeks. So thank you, Dan, for being such a great partner in crime. Thank you, Bill. Look forward to three and one. Zero three doinks. Three and one. Zero doinks. Go Bears! We love Bears. Thank you so much to all of our new Zero Doink listeners in Brazil. I still don't understand nor care to look up why your official language is Portuguese. But to show our appreciation, I will do this week's Hams ad in your native tongue. Here it goes. Musica apremendara. Camida apatendara. E mueres apatendaras combina muto bem com a cerveza, cerveja, hams. Uma revisita local afirma que cerveja mais popular Atomelente no Brasil e la Antarctica original. Bruto. Que nome delicio abruzo para suma cerveja, hams, de chover sobre sus berrios, ciudados picantes de famoso Cristo Redentor. Da proxima vejez estistar futbol, foca, ups, a que bill y den. Fazem et bate com maximo de martidos hems possível. Holy shit, that was brutal. All right, but what I said there was spicy music, spicy food, and spicy women all pair very nicely with hams beer. A local magazine states the most popular beer currently in Brazil is Antarctica Original. Gross. What an absolute trash name for a beer. Hams should be raining down on your beautiful, spicy citizens from the famous Christ the Redeemer. Next time you're watching soccer, please do what Bill and Dan do and slam as many goddamn hams as possible. Once again, thank you to all of our listeners at Zero Doinks. Thank you for drinking hams. Thank you to Hams for sponsoring. And thank you to our new Brazil folks. And... Olay.